This is Together 24-7, episode number 15. Hey, everybody. We know you love audio. Why else would you be listening to this podcast? Through audible.com, Together 24-7 listeners can get a free audiobook. That's a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash together. Again, the website is www.audibletrial.com slash together. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your hosts, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996, in business together since 2003, and have survived to talk about it. Well, welcome to another episode of Together 24-7. I'm boy host Barry. I'm girl host Catherine. <laughs> you always throw me off with that. I love doing that to you. You know, now we are recording this show and, and our listeners are going to be listening to this show in mid-October as we're recording it. But today, the actual day that it really, really is, is the launch of the podcast. It's fantastic, isn't it? It, it is a fantastic We're, we're, we're just pumped today. Are, it's, it is August 24th, 2015 is when we're recording this now. And again, you guys will be hearing this. It'll first come out in October, mid-October. But yeah, we've been working six weeks up to the launch date, and it's really exciting right now. So, And so we're, we're very excited to have our guests today, uh, Scott Allen Turner and Katie Klein. And Scott and Katie have been married for 10 years. They have twins, age two. Hi, guys. How are you? Great, Barry. And thank you, Catherine. Thank you for having us on the show. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad to be here. Thanks. Terrific. And you are in Dallas. And before the show, we found out that it is hot and humid in Dallas. Here in Phoenix, it's just hot. So there's that. Um, Scott, you're a serial entrepreneur. I always, you know, is that like a serial killer? No, I don't. No, that's bad. (laughs) You have an IT background. You started eight companies in the past 15 years. Sleep much, Scott? I do not know. Okay. I'm quite busy. <laughs> quite busy. Now, three of these businesses, you, do, you did start with Katie, and you sold a business in 2014. Which one, of, which one of them did you sell in 2014? That was our green building training company. We taught architects and general contractors about energy efficiency and design. Sounds good. Sounds good. You probably know a buddy of ours. Um, so now you spend time teaching people about their personal finance. You run the website for one of your other businesses, which is the National Registry for Adoption, and that is nrfa.org. And guys, we will have that on our show notes. And this, I think, is this I think is probably the um, the highlight of your career. You guys directed, starred, and produced in the critically acclaimed Scoop No More <laughs> Cat Toilet <laughs> Training DVD. And I, I'm still in a little shock. You did not, as I understand, you did not get the nomination for an Oscar for that. We got snubbed. You got snubbed. <laughs> you know what? We know people. We know people. We're going to make some calls afterwards. We We're going to send the right gifts. That's it. And you spend your free time wakeboarding and playing the guitar. And Katie, you're a graduate from TCU, which we just looked up. Were we correct in assuming that's Texas Christian University? It is. It's uh, there in Fort Worth. And uh, I got my MBA at Georgia State in Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. 
Um, you met Scott there while you were playing Ultimate Frisbee. Now, were you playing Ultimate Frisbee or were you just hanging out on the field? Because it says that you were on the field. Oh, we were on the field. It was a big church group. And uh, I introduced myself with some ninja hand moves and said, hi, I'm Katie Klein. And uh, we played Ultimate Frisbee every Sunday afternoon. And the guys were gracious. So there was a lot of girls playing. So it's totally comfortable. And it was back in the days in Atlanta where you could party at the clubs until 4 a.m. And we had a bunch of single people and we would play frisbee we go out dancing it was just a great time that sounds like fun that i love like ultimate fun. frisbee i used to play that in my teenage years you did you did oh, oh yeah it was we used i went when i worked in acme acme supermarket not the place where wiley e. coyote got all this no ask. this is where we just got the food uh and every sunday after the store closed all of the employees would just go in the parking lot and play ultimate frisbee let me tell you landing on your head on asphalt is not fun. Not fun. So you, you need to play it in a field. You guys, the two of you, um, and when you were in Georgia, started the Green Building Educational Services, and uh, you ran the company for several years, and that's the one that you sold to a fellow friend in the industry. And now you guys run the National Registration for Ado the National Registry, excuse me, for adoption. And t tell me, I, I don't want to read this. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, I'll answer this, Scott, if you don't mind. Um, one of our dear friends uh, had a lot of trouble getting pregnant. Um, she and her husband, um, she could get pregnant, but all the embryos, all the babies had like a genetic problem. And so she knew she could get pregnant. She wanted to adopt someone's embryos. And an embryo is um, what happens with IVF. It's somebody's egg and a sperm, and it's actually growing. And uh, if you have extras, they usually freeze, the, freeze them on day five or six um, and put them in storage for you. So uh, she adopted uh, four embryos from a couple in Oklahoma, and she was actually able to get pregnant and give birth to her adopted daughter. So she got to experience being pregnant. Um, the couple was able to donate to her their extra embryos. And we did IVF for our twins and had two extra embryos. And so we were just an, a natural connection. We had been friends for many years. And so it's just very hard to find embryos. It's hard to d find someone to donate them to. And so uh, we basically created the match.com of embryo donation and adoption. You get to review people's profiles, um, chat with them, and um, embryos are considered by the government as a product. They're not a child, they're not, you know, and so you, you can't sell them, but essentially all you need to do to donate them is find someone and have a contract um, for the exchange. And so we've set that up and babies are being born as a result. Um, we donated our two extra embryos and they are now healthy uh, twin boys. That's fantastic. How wonderful. I, I have not for anything else, but I have a question about that because you, I understand that you're saying they're adopted embryos, but when the, when the children are actually, <clears throat> excuse me, when they're actually born, are they considered adopted children? Um, the state will give you uh, just a regular birth certificate. So on their birth certificate um, are their mother and father's names. And when we donate the embryos, we just sign over um, in the contract. It includes that we don't have any financial responsibility towards the children and um, we can't claim them back. And so it's positive. No one can come to us for money for these 
baby boys and then we can't go to the family and say oh it's been a year or two we we want the children back um, right. which can sometimes happen in adoption so um it's just really interesting it's it's adoption with uh just a different uh simpler take and if you can get pregnant and haven't been able to you should try it and if you've done ivf and for example some women i know have 13 to 15 embryos left over and if you don't want 15 kids you know consider donating them that's right and and i know with my niece um when they did ivf and they ended up using all of the embryos but when they did ivf the excess embryos was a real concern for her so this is a this is a wonderful amazing alternative so um that's fabulous that you guys are doing that now it says you're also the Duchess of Dishwashing, the master of the meal plan, the prime minister of potty training because your uh, twins are almost two years old and now's the time to be uh, aiming for the potty, I guess, right? Yes, I'm really proud that our son is mostly potty trained and he does a great job. And then I tried to do them both at once, but it was too much for me. Um, but I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, here I'm a well-educated woman. I'm smart, um, but I have to use my skill set right now to uh, make sure we have food to eat and the laundry's clean. And that's an important job, too. It is a very yes, important is. job. Yes. Scott, uh, it's, Scott just attested in the background, and I sadly As spoke he over. Should. <laughs> That's right. If, if, if he knows what's good for him. Well, right. also a, a happy husband and a full belly always makes for good times. So, tell us how and why you guys started in business together. I have an entrepreneurial background, so when we first got married, I was running one of my own companies with a couple of business partners, and Katie was working at a Lockheed Martin, a defense contractor in Atlanta. And what, well, I'll let Katie tell the story about the cats, our first business, and how that came about. Oh, well, we just, um, uh, Scott had had a cat when we married, and it passed away, and so Aww. we decided to get, I know, it was, it was terrible. We got two little kittens, and we were living in a townhome in Atlanta, and I did some research, and it said if you have two cats, you need to have three litter boxes. Don't you hate that? I know. Oh, it's awful. And so I said, I don't want to have three litter boxes, and I looked online, and you could potty train your cat. I was in this forum where people were describing all these methods to potty train your cat. And so I did it. I potty trained our cats. And um, it was a great party trick. Our friends would be <laughs> over. We'd be having food and wine. And then I'd say, oh, the cat just ran upstairs. Let's go watch. Oh, and so we had an auto flusher. So when they jumped down, it flushed. And so Scott, being the entrepreneur, said, you know, you've got free time. Why don't we just make a video of how to do this and sell it? And there's you know, millions of cat owners in America. And we thought it would be a big hit. It wasn't, but we had a lot of fun <laughs> making people wanted to buy the DVD just to watch it and laugh at it, which, Hey, uh, but, uh, we had a great time making it. And, um, it's so funny to go back and watch now, uh, to see us learning to do things together. So it was a great low pressure, just a lot of fun way to start working together. And I, I, I have to ask, it's a two part question. Number one, are you using the same techniques on your kids? And number two, when your kids <laughs> do go potty, do you tell everybody in the house, come on upstairs, let's go see. Uh, well, actually the children were a little bit easier to train. I think no. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, 
Bram does sometimes have an audience when he's trying to go number two in the potty. So, you know, it's not quite the party trick, but there is a lot of cheering involved <laughs> for the children. Oh, I'm sure that now, now we have two cats, um, but we have a self flushing uh, litter box. So I don't have to have three litter boxes in a very small house. Tell me, um, they're still kittens. Uh, can I still get the video and try to, uh, and try to train them? Cause one of them jumps up on the toilet by herself anyway. And she just hangs out there. She's not afraid of water, so can I still get the video? Absolutely. It's available for free now at scoopnomore.com. That'll redirect you to my YouTube page where we have given away those videos for free. The business was started in 2006 or 2007, and then we quickly got out of it as we moved on to a different business that was much more successful. Well, But I would do it. I mean, it's not that hard if your kitty's already jumping on the toilet. Just do it. Just do it. In a couple weeks. It'll be worth it. Sounds good. Sounds good. And um, I just wanted to kind of let our listening audience know, because some of you guys out there in, in uh, podcast world uh, are looking to get a new business. You know, you're, you're looking at your spouse, you're look, listening to these these podcasts and you're going, honey, should we, shouldn't we, should we? So I think that's a great idea that that you guys came up with a project. I'm going to guess it didn't cost a whole lot of money. You already had the cat. You're, you already had indoor plumbing. I'm going to I'm going to take a wild stab and say that in Dallas, you guys do have indoor plumbing. And um, and it was just a matter of, of filming it and marketing it. Yes? That's exactly right. We had to go out, buy the video equipment and the lighting equipment, learn how to use that to properly record audio and video, have good quality sound, going through the aspects of the DVD production. A lot of that stuff was fun to me because I got to work on the computer and do a lot of design work using software tools that I might not have otherwise used, like de- designing DVD placeholders when you first turn on your dvd or a dvd cover and a lot of the artwork so it was it was a lot of fun it was low investment low pressure we think we wrapped it up in probably three or four months and most of that time was just me spending extreme amounts of time doing fancy graphic work that really didn't need to be done but i had fun doing it i, I was going to say it sounds you know your i your background is it so is mine so any chance you have to get back in front of the computer when you're not in front of it for a while to do fun stuff like that yeah, let it take a little extra longer. You're having a blast. And right. the and the money that you invested in the equipment, are you still using that in any of your other businesses? No, after we finished the DVD, we ended up selling most of the audio and video equipment because we didn't we weren't using it anymore. So we put it up on eBay and unloaded it. Okay, so you can either continue to use it, guys, or you can you know sell it on eBay. That's what eBay is great for. Now, um, Scott, you definitely were a uh, an entrepreneur before you and Katie got together. In fact, uh, you had five businesses, and then the last three were with Katie. The the three most recent, I should say. I shouldn't never say last with you. Um, but Katie, were you ever an entrepreneur in the past? Uh, my mom would say that I would go door to door and try to sell um, paint rocks and sell them to the neighbors. But I really actually enjoyed having um, work that I went to and to be with coworkers and a steady paycheck and scheduled vacation. Um, so for me, taking the entrepreneurial leap uh, was much harder than for the old hand of Scott. He was so used to it, and I was uh, I was just used to showing up and going home, and I could get most of my work done in the first couple hours of the day. And so it was just different for me to say, well, oh, I've got to plan what I need to do. Um, oh, and if I don't do it, it doesn't get done because there's no teammate working on it. So uh, for me, no, I totally have had to rely on Scott to become an entrepreneur and get comfortable with it. 
And are you comfortable with it yet? Yes, I think it's been a big blessing um, from God that we are a great team and we work hard together. And um, like I say, man, selling that business has been great. I Doing things that interest you and working with your spouse are, are an incredible blessing. And, and being the whole family together with the kids must be absolutely fun. It's great. We've gotten to do so many just amazing things together. We were able to go out after we sold our business for four months and live at our lake house in the middle of nowhere. And the kids got to help raise chickens and see bees and deer. And I would say, you know, working together so that you can work from anywhere has been amazing. That's cool. I just watched Barry. He rolled his eyes when you said raising chickens because I'm trying to get a chicken coop into our backyard and he's fighting me every step of the way. So that's <laughs> well, too funny. Well, I can funny. send you uh, some PDF of plans if you ever, you know, need them. Excellent. The, the plans will be here. Somebody, here's money. Build it for me. Yeah, that's that, that, that's I am not a handy person. I could do anything with a computer, but nothing when it comes to, to wood and nails. No, not good. Not you. So, all right. You guys have to divide up the labor somehow, and and we know now, Katie, that you are the Duchess of Dishwashing, the Master of the Meal Plan, and the Prime Minister of Potty Training, but with, and, and it sounds like, um, Scott, I'm not really sure what you're doing around the house, and we'll talk, you know, later off, off uh, audio, but in the business, how did you decide who was going to do what? Um, you know, do you overlap those responsibilities, some of them, all of them? How do you report to each other? Give our listeners an idea of of how you split up the tasks so that everything gets done and nobody's fighting with each other uh, over who does what. Sure. The first division of labor comes through what our, each of our skill sets are. Mine is in IT and computers, and Katie's is more of man, project management so for most, all of our business, all of my businesses have been primarily online, which involve websites, programming, software. So for me, it's all right, I need to go do these particular website things. And for Katie, she's really good at interacting with people and managing corporate clients and managing customers. So there's a natural division of labor from that standpoint. Okay. And then two, we just have learned to work together. For example, at GBES, we built products together. At Lockheed, I learned how to make a mean PowerPoint, and um, Scott became a great test question writer. So when there was a lot of work that needed to get done, we both uh, put our shoulders and backs into it and, and did the work. And then when it was business as usual, um, somebody has to handle what I call, you know, kind of the boring work, the accounting, making sure the credit card bill is paid, Um and so Scott was really great at strategy, and I said I was really good at tactics. He would come up with a great idea, but it takes uh, sometimes a little grunt work, uh, the tactical level, to get stuff done. So if at all possible, do what you're really good at, uh, and hopefully both of you have a little bit of a diverse skill set. That always helps. You know, that Catherine and I compliment each other a lot with things like that, and, you know, it, it makes the day go easy. It, it makes the whole project or the whole business, the whole startup go a lot easier because you already know what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And you both play off each other for that. Right. Yes. Exactly. So now along the way, it, it could not have been 
uh, uh, happy, uh, smooth sailing the whole way. What was your biggest entrepreneurial argument or disagreement and how did you work through it? Well, I'll answer this because it was the, I feel the hardest for me. Um, our children were, were born uh, during our busy GBES year. Um, in that company, every two or three years, the source material would be updated. So we had to update all our products and develop new products. And the children were born nine weeks premature and were in the NICU for five weeks. Um, and then we brought the babies home. And then since it's basically, it was basically Scott, me and my father running the company, I took two weeks off and then, you know, was right back at my computer doing stuff. And um, Scott was trying to spin up in RFA in a new coding language. And he was working six days a week, 14 hour days minimum. And now we had these twin babies. Um, we had a nanny, but I could hear the babies crying. You know, I'm trying to answer a corporate email and I hear crying upstairs. What's going on? Oh, a diaper change. Okay. Come back downstairs. Okay. I'm doing something else. Crying. Oh, it's tummy time. It was so hard. I had to do all the grocery shopping and, and everything in my opinion. And I would beg and beg Scott to work less. Um, but in his mind, if he worked less, then the work would take longer. And I cannot begin to describe to you how awful it was. It was two babies, not one, busyness, hearing them cry, being exhausted, trying to manage your house. Um, it was one of the darkest times in my life. And how did you get through it? Um, I think the, the best advice we got was we got a marriage mentor from our church, a mentor couple, like an older married couple who weren't our parents, you know, cause you don't want to go to your parents and complain about your spouse and your life. And, um, they were a third party. So when I said in front of them and Scott and I said, I feel like I've just run a marathon and you're asking me to run another marathon. Um, they said, you know, Scott, she's, she's serious. You know, what are you going to do? Um, you know, are you just going to leave your wife here? And um, so we made some adjustments. They suggested we put the kids into daycare so that we had three days a week. So we actually have days, we had days of the week where it was quiet in the house. And I wasn't worried, like, what are the children doing? Um, we hired a Saturday morning um, babysitter so that Scott and I could have one day to sleep in and like go to lunch together um, and just to spend some time together. And um, it slowly got better and, you know, we've lived through that. And now with future companies, Scott understands where I was coming from. He, he knows that if he gets to a point where he's that busy, he has vowed to me that he is going to hire help. Um, we always had trouble hiring help in the past because we felt no one could do it. The work as well as we could and, or we get work back from contractors and then we'd have to fix it. And so, you know, going forward, we're just going to make a commitment to hiring good people that we can trust because you can't do it all. You can't do it all when you have new children at home. Um, your your marriage is not worth your, a business is not worth your marriage. Absolutely. And I think you, you said something really important uh, that you hire out. Don't try and do everything yourselves. You hire out and um, 
do it at the t- do it at a point in time where you're not crazy, where there aren't two kids screaming, where there aren't in, in we live and we learn and now listen to Katie, listen to Scott. They lived it, they learned it. Find your team now. Even if your team is not somebody that you have working for you all the time, find your team, know your go-to people, network with them, stay in touch with them, be with them all the time, keep on top of them. And from there, when you need them, boom, they're there. And you don't have to go crazy looking for them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Well, now that you got past all of that, tell us what some of the joys that you're experiencing being together 24-7. Well, getting back to what Katie said about the kids being born in the NICU, and one of the benefit of working together in working from home for us was we got to go to the hospital every day for as long as we wanted. And at that time, we could only hold the kids every four hours. So I would go up there in the morning with my laptop, and I'd feed the kids at their 8 a.m. feeding, and then I'd go hang out in the lobby until I could hang out with them again at noon. So it was really one of the, the positives of going through all of this you know, stress and hard work and situation is being able to experience that. And that's not available to a lot of couples who do have corporate jobs. You can't just take off five weeks for, you know, as long as you want each day. Yeah, that's not the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Working from home, I don't think it, it can get any better, although it does take definite discipline to be able to separate your work time from your personal time. Uh, but yeah, like you said, I mean, just, just, being able to go to the hospital right there alone, that made makes it all worth it. Right. So definitely the flexibility of the travel we've been able to experience together. We don't have to say, all right, I want to put in for my vacation in October to take a week off. It's like, oh, we're going to take a couple weeks off and we're going to go travel to this place. And then when we get back, we might go to some other place. It's really flexibility and travel is one of the, the great joys of working together. And, and tell us one or two things that you do to actually separate your family time from your business time. I'm not talking vacation. I'm just talking just during the regular work week. Is there anything that you do to separate that time? We have a schedule that we created. So it outlines the different, here's the time we're waking up in the day and here's when we shut down at night and we'll just break those up into different chunks. So here's my time that I'm going to work. Here's when Katie's going to work. We go to the gym together some days in the morning. We have these times during the day to play with the kids when they're home from daycare. They're in daycare three days a week just so they can get a good education to get experiences hanging out with other kids. So really the schedule allows us to separate the business from the family time really easily. That's pretty good. You're actually, I think, the first ones we've spoken to that actually have a schedule and a specific schedule that they use. Most people, it's maybe, you know, maybe five o'clock we shut the door or you know, we'll try to find a date night or something like that. But having that schedule, that's a really great idea. So you can just get up from the computer, get away from the phones and just make things happen personally and not even have to think about the business. Although I'm sure you never turn it off. Being a serial entrepreneur, I'm going to guess that's the case. <laughs> that's true. And, and now both of you, what what business books are you reading at the moment, if any? Well, I'm not reading a business book. I just finished uh, Unbroken, the Louis Zamperini story that they made into a movie. Oh, yeah. And that was encouraging to me. You know, it's just amazing what the human body and mind and and spirit can endure and do. And so I just personally found it encouraging because sometimes I just get worn out. And you think, oh, I'm so worn out. And then you read about these men who live through so much. And you're like, you know, uh, my life is pretty sweet. (laughs) 
And, and Scott, what about you? I've been reading Gary Vanderchuk's Jab, 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 Right Hook, <laughs> How to Master Social Media. <laughs> oh, someone was just telling us about that one the other day. Yeah, they, they said it was a fantastic book. And basically, um, the title tells it all. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's a real good book to read. I have to pick that one up myself. Um, okay, so give our listeners one piece of advice. You guys got some wonderful advice when you needed it. Now our listeners need some business advice or some business versus personal advice. What do you guys got? Tell us. My advice is to have a backup plan. Even when I was single early on and afterwards when we got married before we even started our first business is have six to nine months of personal expenses in the bank so you don't have to stress about can I make a mortgage payment? Are we going to miss our car payment? Well, we didn't get that big contract we planned for that was supposed to hit two months ago. What are we going to do now? When you've got that cushion, you sleep a lot better at night. You don't. You have less marriage arguments. And it just makes your day go by better knowing my family's taken care of. we got a roof over our head. We don't have big worries as if we were living the paycheck to paycheck. That is great advice for not just entrepreneurs, but for anybody ever. And Katie, what advice can you give our listeners? I would just re restate that a business is not worth your marriage and family. If uh, instead of getting the marriage mentors and, and making some changes, um, what if I had just taken the two kids and left Scott because he was working so much? Um, where would he have been? Where would I have been? Um, you know, at the end of that, if your spouse is telling you they're lonely, they're stressed, they miss you. Um, they can't handle all the work they've been given. Just listen, make some changes. You know, hiring the Saturday babysitter was worth her weight in gold and being able to vent to a couple that was older and had, um, you know, experience with kids. You made the difference. I mean, it, it could have, that time could have destroyed our marriage. And now instead we have a strengthened marriage to go through it and, being successful in your business isn't going to be worthwhile if you end up on the other side alone. Very true. Very true. And, you know, just the same way we get coaches for our business and we get coaches if we play sports, we need coaches personally and having that older couple. And you're right. If you would have, if you, I, I feel like if you go to your parents, um, they either side with you cause you're their kid or they side with your spouse because they raised you and they know you better. So, so uh, true. So true. All right. So that's great advice. Thank you so much for, for, you know, for the business side of things and the family side of things. And now let's wrap the interview up with the food round. And yay food. Yay food. <laughs> so, uh, are, are the twins starting to help you a little bit with, with doing things around the kitchen and, and oh no, they're only, they're not even two years old. So they are professional eaters. They are professional they, eaters. Okay. Both of them actually eat more than I do on a regular basis. Oh my and goodness. So it's been a little bit of a source of stress for me, but uh, we cook a lot at home and have a lot of fun. So what is your favorite meal to cook together or, you know, that you prepare for the family? What's, what's the all time favorite? And is there a meal that you guys cook together that you prep and kind of do together? Well, Scott and I are an amazing uh, party host team. Ah, uh, just like us. We've, yes. we've thrown some amazing parties. Uh, Scott does all the desserts. I do the other food. And we, for example, one of our parties was the Godfather party. We watched 
the Godfather upstairs in our media room and would pause it for the different courses. And while we're eating like our pasta course, we'd had trivia and then we'd go up and watch the movie. Then we'd come down for our meat course. Uh, Scott cooked a horse head red velvet cake. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so that when you cut into it, it was red. Oh, I mean, beautiful. We just have a lot of fun uh, getting together with friends and making it elaborate and fun. That is so much fun. Wow. We want to come over and we want to come over for one of these parties. It sounds <laughs> sure really <thing>. good. <laughs> sounds great. And last question, red, white, or beer? Well, one of the other parties that we typically host is a wine tasting party. Oh, so no. my suggestions are if you've got a really special occasion coming up, Del Dotto Vineyards in Napa Valley has an excellent cave tour for a high price wine. For not so special occasions, but maybe once every couple months, Costco sells Duckhorn Merlot, which is excellent. And then for weekends, Walmart has an excellent Merlot by Blackstone, which actually wins frequently at these wine tasting parties. So you, you mean it's Walmart better than Two Buck Chuck? It is. Well, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that's for, for those who don't know, that's the Trader Joe's uh, brand of wine that used to be $2 a bottle. Isn't anymore. <laughs> so you are quite the wine guy. I don't have a good palate, but I know what I like. So you there you go. Like. That, and that's all that really counts. Right. <laughs> Hello, listeners. We know that many of you are tuned into the show because you're looking to start a business with your spouse or life partner. If the business you're looking for is to help small businesses grow and prosper, if you're concerned about economic ups and downs, if you want a business to business company, well, then you want to start your own barter exchange. Want to learn more about what a barter exchange is? Don't even have the foggiest clue? Then go to www.barter21.com forward slash together. That's www.barter21.com slash together for your free ebook and a $150 discount certificate to their Launchpad Plus setup and training. Listeners, you have a business, you need a website. There are a million choices out there, so where do you turn? Well, HostGator.com has one-click WordPress installs, or you can use their drag-and-drop website builder. They also have service and support available around the clock every day of the year, so you know you're in good hands. They already have low prices, and now HostGator.com has taken it a step further for our listeners. Use promo code TOGETHER247 to get 25% off their hosting services. Don't wait. Hit pause now and sign up at HostGator.com, unless you're driving. Then wait till you get where you're going. Remember, use promo code TOGETHER247 to get an additional 25% off at HostGator.com. And now for everyone's favorite segment, the pet peeve of the day. And today we have a guest pet peever. And the guest pet peever is our very own guest today, Scott Allen Turner. Scott, tell us what you got today. My pet peeve is people who drive below or at the speed limit in the fast lane on the highway. I think that drives all of us crazy. It, it has a tendency for certain fingers to pop up from people behind you. Well, that's because we're from New York, honey, so that always pops oh, up. Is that, that, is that the only reason? That's the reason. It's the New York salute. <laughs> so there you go, folks. If you're driving at or below the speed limit, get out of the left lane, please. Do Scott a favor. That's it, right. it, it brings his blood pressure up, and that's not good for anybody. <laughs> right. So, so yeah. So there you have, now. Don't speed. I mean, don't go crazy. 
but don't don't go under the speed limit. Is that your disclaimer? That is my disclaimer. That is my disclaimer. So uh, we can get in touch with our guests, or you guys can get in touch with our guests uh, on Twitter at Scott Allen Turner, and it's Allen A L A N. So it's Scott with two T's, Scott Allen Turner. Of course, it's all going to be on the show notes. So if you're driving, please don't stop and and write this down. Visiting uh, www.scottallenturner.com. And if you'd like to email Katie or find out more about um, uh, about the um, the adoption, the National Registry for Adoption (NRFA), it's Katie K A T I E dot Klein C L I N E at nrfa.org, or of course the website would be www.nrfa National Registry for Adoption dot org. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show with us. Barry, how can our guest how can everybody, our listeners, get in touch with us? With us? Oh, everyone wants to get in touch with us. You could find us first on our website at www.together247.net, on Facebook at Real Together247, Twitter at Real Together247, Periscope Together247. Uh, what else do we have? Find us, find us on iTunes. Uh, we, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on, I don't know, pretty much everything out there, but iTunes is always the easiest place to listen and subscribe to the show. That's right. Scott, Katie, thank you so much for spending some time with us, sharing, uh, sharing your lessons with us, your life lessons and your business lessons. And thank thank you, Barry and Catherine. And thanks. We had a great time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net. Check us out on our website at together247.net slash resources for some great ideas, resources, and offers for your business. And don't forget to click on our sponsors' links as well. Do you own a business with your sweetheart? We'd love to hear from you. Email us at guests at together247.net. And don't forget, we have a new episode every Monday and every Thursday. So go ahead and subscribe and keep on listening.